Hi guys, welcome back to Melanin Girl Prom Podcast. Today we're on episode 15. Yay! And today we're going to talk about black women in the food industry. Now let's get started. Today, as I mentioned earlier, we were talking about black women and how they change the food industry. Now, black women are responsible for some of the this country's biggest culinary trends but they make up about just four percent of the chefs and head cooks in america restaurant now some of those women are turning up the heat and taking a stand african americans outnumber all other residents of baltimore by almost two to one but the city's fastest growing foodie scene has been slow to catch up chris nicola the general manager of bar bath class has been saying for a host that's been called racial advocate and even spat on but she's committed to making the hospitality industry a place where black women can thrive she believes that baltimore is leading the 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 charge in a quote by nicholas she said i have extreme faith that we're on the map for that reason nicholas said another test another toast of those trends is lady mabbit pool the solemnity at a high-end charleston restaurant Abbott Poole says she's the rare vintage, one of just two top wine experts in Baltimore who are black women. Pooley said, some people are surprised in such a pleasant way, which I love. It's because they haven't seen too many black women in this industry. Chef Cass Smith started sharing her recipes to help sharpen the skills of African-American women, creating a calendar and a movement she named Just Call Me Chef. She And she quote, this is a wow, it's me movement, not a whoa, it's me movement, Smith explained. We're not sitting here, oh, we're black women, we're being discriminated against. We can't do this. It's like, no, sis, I see you shining over there, and we're going to let the world know that we're shining and we're just as capable. This is what shows young women in some of the most underserved areas of Baltimore through mentorship and education. Back on the other side of Baltimore, Nichols hoped young girls can do even better. I want them to do more. I want them to own their own restaurants, Nicholas said. And this is just one of the sh- black women's inspiring pave the way for other young black females in the food industry. And today, I'm talking about seven dope black female chefs you ought to know about. From seasoned chef to rising stars, here are seven sisters dominating the food scene that should be on your radar. Black women have been killing it in the kitchen since the beginning of time. Despite the fact black people, especially black women, have been unrepresented in the culinary industry for decades. Although the number of black chefs is increasing, there are plenty of progress to be made in giving us the recognition that we deserve. And with the new generation of black foodies across the country looking to feed the culinary palates, there are several who are giving the people what they need in the best possible way. For a seasoned chef to ride in star, here are seven women who are dominating the food scene who need to be on your radar. Sam Davis, a.k.a. Savory by Sam. With clients such as Leslie Jones, the team at Rock Nation, Adidas, the U.S. Open, and the Daily Show, to name a few, Chef Sam began her career with the launch of her catering company, Savory by Sam, in 2011, pivoting from her medical career track in cancer research to follow her true passion. Since launch, she made a name for herself among many 
respective talents within the domestic and national food scene. Known for infusing her island roots and years of experience and studies with some of the greatest chefs in New York, Chef Shan not only creates worldly cuisine, but memorable design experience. A 26 LinkedIn hashtag Chase Great Company campaign star, New York City Wine and Food Festival features Chef Sam, currently serving as Chef de Cuisine at Henry at Life Hotel, where she continues to use her influence and passion for bringing people together through food and exploration. You can follow her delicious, amazing career and journeys on social media at Savory by Sam. Next chef is Shay Fletcher. Shay I. Fletcher is a chef, entrepreneur, and educator for Oklahoma. City Public School. A lifelong resident of NEOKC, Shay is a passionate about creating culinary experiences while honoring the rich African history of Oklahoma City. As a former owner of Urban Roots, Shay Trollier worked internationally to create a space where food and art intersects, becoming because of her commitment of providing high-quality dining options in NEOKC and providing opportunities to local artists of color. Having grown up in this part of the community, Chave serves as an advocate for women of color the board directions of OKC Artists for Justice and works to raise awareness on other issues surrounding education and community, uh, revitalizing and marginalized communities. As a chef, she has the opportunity to work with Oklahoma City's most renowned chef, Kurt Furklefer, and also celebrity chef Rachel Ray, Dean Fearing, and Rick Bayless as a cultural artist, instructor, and co-director of Academy of Hospitality and Tourism at Star Spencer's High School. She's currently working on a partnership with the USDA to develop OKCPS First Farm to Table Articulture slash culinary program. She also serves as the president of the local chapter of Jack and Jill of American Incorporated and is a woman is an is a member of ACTE and Women's in Business International. Next chef is Therese Love. After working in private industry for about over six years, Chef Therese realized that she and quote, if you do what you love, you will never work a day in your life. Thus begins her transition into becoming a chef and the birth of Transcend Catering LLC, Chef T, started her career by creating a simple blog which grew, grew into, into catering requests for wedding reception, baby showers, and upscale adult parties celebrations. Through the power of social media, Chef T was able to market her business effectively by expressing her passion for healthy, organic, and GMO-free cuisine, along with being a full-time private chef. Chef T already prepares a healthy meal for individuals on the go. Additionally, she teaches cooking classes called Cooking with Therese at the beautiful food farm in Vanicale, California, where she is focused on conscious eating, raw food, and meatless options. Next chef is Annabelle James. Chef Annabelle has been working for Hayate Regan Trinidad from t- from 2013. Her experience is extensive as she received her degree from Trinidad and Tango Hospitality Institute and went on to Johnson & Wales University. Baking and pastry arts for further education. She's worked at the Hilton in Trinidad as a pastry supervisor from 2005 to 2009. Then at the Cruise and Yachting Center at the Executive Pastry Chef from 2009 to 2013. 
During this time, she was also a part of the Trinidad Hotel Restaurants and Tourism Association and the National Culinary Team as the Pastry Chef from 2008 to 2010. She has won many awards, such as Pastry Chef Competition and Bronze Award during the CHTA Taste of the Caribbean Culinary Competition 2009. She also won two places in the Trinidad and Tango Hospitality Institution Ownership Competition in 2003. The next chef is Jennifer Hillbrooker. Chef Jennifer Hillbrooker delights in the, her many roles as reality TV personality, cookbook author, and culinary education and business owner. She is the graduate of Lee Corbin Blue College of Culinary Arts Paris, a Georgian Crown executive chef and the culinary explorer from the Georgian Department of Tourism, founder of the Southern Divas of the North New South Diner series, and a member of Les Don de Exploitation. International. Booker has worked with such celebrities, chefs, and restaurants as Marvin Wood. Chef Wood was the first chef tapped by the first lady Michelle Obama to start the Let's Move campaign. Jeff, Jeff Henderson, Tyler Florence, Tiffany Durr, Gladys Laternis, Patrick Nelly, Chef Joan, Joe Randall, and Mario Batali, and was featured as few years ago on the Today Show winning the Super Bowl culinary cook-off for the Atlanta Falcons, beating out the chef for the New Orleans Patriots, and has her most recent cookbook, Dinner Deja Vu, Southern Tonight, French Tomorrow, and also new available at Pelican Publishing and Amazon.com. In addition, she has her own debut on Food Network as the finalist of Cutthroat Kitchen in 2015. Petra P. Hart Chef Petrine was born and raised in Jamaica until her family migrated to the U.S. The early rearing as a child where she... Go, could go outside and pick up free from retreat left a lasting impression on how she looked at food. She spent the next eight years in the Air Force. Through her travel, she discovered her passion for cooking. She gained an understanding of how important food is and how it connects us, connects us all, despite of our different language and culinary. During her time at Le Corbin Bleu, she gained her skill necessary to match her passion and a deeper understanding of gastrometry. Chef Petrine has been making waves in the Vegas food scene for the last five years. Working in restaurants such as Aaron and American, Chef Petrine seeing the need for a vegan fine dining food in Vegas create Gaia's Harvest, a pop-up diner and small events catering concept that also offers cooking lessons. Gaia's Harvest specializes in creating a unique experience by reimagining what vegan food can be. The next chef is Ira Johnson. Ira is the chef, started out in college as a marketing major in Southern University and AMN College with the intention of graduating and becoming the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. However, after cooking her first meal on two hot plates in a college dorm room, smothered pork chops and green meat potatoes, having a free railroad, having friends rave over it, Ira's plans changed. After seeing a BS in marketing, Ira's re- relocated to New York City from New Orleans and enrolled in the culinary program at the Art Institute in New York City. In the past 14 years, Iris has worked in many genres of food industry for greats like David, Danny Maver, Shake Shack, Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay at the London and New York City, Stu Torres, and Whole Stew Market, to name a few. Currently, Iris works plus plays at the Creek Canada. Can't talk today. Caterer, private chef, and consultant, Ava's world travels and food blogger. Ava's biggest brings all the flavors that she experienced from around the world, mixed with skills and techniques, and most of all, love for food and people to all her clients. 
And those are some of the seven chefs that you should have some on your radar. And lastly, but not certainly least, is another black food study. These are the books that deal with all areas of blackness food studies and how the two converse. These are definitely scholarly work by serious authors. While some titles may not be directly about food, they each help to shape the fantastic narrative of how we came to build American cooking and what the legacy means from all points of view. The Cooking Gene, a, a Journey Through African Culture, History in the Old South by Michael V. Tilly. Also, Building Houses of the Chicken Legs, Black Women Food and Power by Psyche A. William Forsens. And then, The President Kitchen Cabinet, the story of African Americans who fed our first family from Washington to the Obamas by Andrew Miller. And then, High on the Hog, A Culinary Journey from Africa to America by Jessica B. Harris. And Four Words by Maya Angelou. And then, The African Cookbook, Taste of Content by Jessica B. Harris. And lastly, Andrew Miller, Soul Food, The Surprise Story of American Cuisine on a plate, one plate at a time, including 22 recipes, which you could also find on Amazon. Hot Stuff, a cookbook in praise of the poutine by Jessica B. Harris, also on Amazon. Hogs and Homie, Soul Food from Africa to America by Fredless Douglas D. Pipe. And then also another book called Black Hunger in America by Doris Witt. And then Heads Off and Split by, and it's a po- and poems by Nikki Fenty. And then Zorani Holston on Florida's Food, Recipes, Remedies, and Simple Pleasures by Fred Opal. Also on Amazon. And also Rice. Four words by Kiwan Davis, but there are also poems on Amazon. An African American Food Folk is Exploration of History and Culinary, edited by Anna Lee Bauer. And also produced by the University of Illinois. Illinois Press, In the Shadow of Slavery, African Biological Landscape in the Atlantic World, by Judith A. Carey and Richard Nicholas Rosemont, and then The African Origins of Rice Culinary in the Americas, by Judith A. Carey, Black Rice. Another book, Savage Barbecue, Rice, Race, Culture, and the Invention of America's First Food, by Andrew Warrens, The Black History of the White House by Clarence Lee Say, also on Amazon. And Black Hunger, Food and Policy of U.S. Identity by Doris Witt, also on Amazon. And then by Deborah A. Reed, Reaping a Greater Harvest, African American, the Extension Service, and Rural Reform in Jim Crow, Texas, also on Amazon. And these are the few general ideas of what I found of black culture in the food industry and we have come such a long way that it should be known of of our impact on food as a whole um, in America and throughout culture. And I also think it's very important that we know about it because sometimes we don't we don't teach our children that and they don't know anything about the, our culture and how we made it in the food industry and how we've change such a long way and I hope that by me talking about black women and their future in the food industry that we have a more and a better understanding of 
what we can do in our time as black women and also how we can make a right and a stand in this day and age. Now, before we begin, I like to make another note. Black women are the future in the food industry. Now, let, let me get to you talking about that. Only black women can say when and where I enter in the quiet, unspoken dignity of my womanhood without violence and without suing or special uh, patronage. Then and there, in the whole society enters with me, quoted by Anna Julia Copper, a voice from the South in 1892. This is a man's world. In the restaurant industry and everywhere else, a rush of heart-crushing testimony is falling, is failing powerful men same and hurt are expelling everywhere we are in the pivotal moment affirmed by the unspooling of men from their position of power necessary human sacrifice to tear the wicked rest but we've been here before as recently as a few summers ago when police bullets were dropping black bodies in frightening succession a reminder of our violent present history then there was a similar national reckoning, even if the consequences were as swift and permanent. After the broken bodies come, administrative reform bodies, cameras, and procedural changes, lawsuits, and settlements, cosmetic fixes with little reverence to the foundational issues of institutional racism. Racism, as with one, as so with the other. Despite the shift response, the testimony from victims of sexual assault and harassment, the recognition of slavery, chef, politicos, and mongrels are resilient system of patriarchy is not coming undone. Despite the anxiety of men, our feeling from fear of our exposure, from frankly thumbing through our medical a possible crimes, hoping for mercy, change is not coming because of a few threads are missing. Are still missing. Some we lost in the dark pockets and harsh folds of the Zenquist are black women bodies and voices. Bodies of black, indig indigenous, and other women of color have historically borne more terror than most and today are still the most vulnerable. These bodies who experience of American life, a bitter, miller fairly racist, gender, and classic exploration, has created a formidable canon of resistance. A resistance now required if we truly want to mature past this painful chrysalis. We must listen to black women for their stories and solutions, not for our canal, sonic, and cultural canary consumption, but because few other star gems can break this epidemic fever. As one, so with the other. During the last two years of traveling the country, hosts and diners and com conversation discussing structural racism my foremost companion have been inconsolable permissiveness as the possibility of unracial progress white folk are inaugurally yoked to their privilege by conscious and unconscious choice despite stating otherwise as these daughters I often hear the same idiom prescription to racism from white people even the ideal of the truth of their own history the words ape sediment which suggests racial equity, while also many actions that procure racial oppression. I challenge my white daughter to investigate ways to give up power as corporations of the transportation they perturbably sought. This provocation was usually appraised earnestly. Press prop earnestly with moral race ramification was vibration in wells. The prodigal process 
After diagnosing my people as incurable, I reflect turning my gaze and work seeking a personal salvation independent of others, people illuminating and examining my interpersonal relations and attitude. I realize that my notion of whiteness as a regiment of acclamation, protecting, and maintaining power unreservedly unres- implicates me. The concept of exploitation which I have described to whiteness was overwhelmingly consistent with my over-masculinity. I was devastated in the same way in Tyler's ways, playing in some well-worn rules of racism. I refused personally responsibility for my own problematic habits, sometimes even claiming victimhood. Like, whiteness and masculinity made made more people more comfortable convincing myself that I was good by person without malice, but simple to error and judgment, rather than a wilderness investor in a system that benefited me at the expense of others, at the expense of women. In my immediate relationship, I was disrespectful. And some people could be lying, cheating, and colorized women. Mixed any parts of transparency and coyness just as a width of personal pleasure leaving behind memories of redolent with affliction. Finally, some people understood the pressman wasn't incited by incredibly whiteness as much as it was surprised by the unwillingness to alter the patriarchal of misguided partners and unwilling to give up privilege. And black women know because they have been had to marry, birth, and groom, work for, with love, defend, and defend against the wooliness of Madrid interlocking exploitation. It's time to listen and accept their truth. The future of food is female and black. The black women since the beginning have been combating these persecutionally indirect strands of witness and Myography. Some unique using food as a framework challenge the system and posit better alternatives. The food in the dining industry is where the most valuable workers are women in full of color. It's how the vital system normalizes exploitation, defang with this is just the way things are, um, meaning the industry needs to embrace the new agenda of black feminists, which shifts powers away from coarse whiteness and masculinity towards the first new generation leader. In turns, it seems that we are still stuck in a in a way of not getting past the idea of the whole of the, the men's world and make women have the right to do the same thing just as men. It turns into women in the Bay Area like Shakira Simley of Nourished and Resistant Jacqueline Jackson of People's Kitchen Collection. Both use food as a tool for protests and energizing equities through her food and equity work. Simley has filled my head with demonstration of corporation leadership models that are radical democratics. A day before this year, presidential inauguration, she helped organize unpresidential meals, a community meal and workshop on direct action and protest taxes for students at Mission High School, a majority of Hispanic school. Intentionally, Simley work chastised the male dominant heteracy they are inherently opposing because they concentrate power in a few, mostly male hands, and reinforce a system present on disposal and in, in local workers. There is a Stacy Balance Nagia, whom I whom many people have met in Louisiana, Kentucky, in a quiet mode of teaching without congenital theory. She transforms many perspectives from masculinity, neurobilibric, consistent to coexisting, challenging the idea of the possible. She offers that progress and power. Racial agenda is better understood as an opportunity to make individual sacrifice rather than playing our current zero-sum economic game with the spoiled, accurate, unstable to powerful few. Instead of losses and gains, she preaches investment and benefits to create equity. Her organization, Bridge Kid International, is a building a kitchen and community 
Research Center to create entrepreneurial opportunities for young adults of color. And those are a few and many more, many black women who are trying to make a reputation in the food industry. These women are representative of the enormous work implicated by publics being undertaken by black women across our food system and social sphere. Their work is important beyond their radical and gendered identity because their issues of power and exploration they confront are universal, affecting our political, economic, and social intuition. And black women who act so frequently in unquiet grace because their progress feminism is different in body and spirit from the mainstream white counterpart. Black women who point a feminist that exists for a purpose greater than liberation of a single individual or gender ascribes a feminist which, despite personal wounds suffered, is remarkable to me because of its redemption bias. It insistent that yeah. Redemption is possible and necessary because only through rigorous personal system unhealed for good. And that's just a few of the things that I've learned from black women in the uh, the food industry. And I hope you enjoyed this um, talk about uh, black women in the food industry and hope this sparks some creative ideas and you will learn more about black women who are inspired you in your life today and also look up the names that I mentioned about those books and also the black women I mentioned earlier. And look up how they can change the food industry and also how you can change the food industry within yourself. And, and hopefully we can change the outlook of many in this male-dominant food industry today. And I hope you're blessed and I'll see y'all real soon. Bye and have a blessed day.